See, I love Horizon and God of War, but like I, I don't want to watch the I don't want to watch them as a film. Like no, I, I'm with you there. That's not something that I was asking for. Would the Horizon but, but film be Star just Wars. as boring? <laughs> Fuck up. <laughs> Sorry, I enjoyed that. Welcome to the Well Played DLC Podcast, Australia's juiciest gaming podcast. I am Zach Jackson, joined by Adam Ryan. Hello. Nathan Hennessy. Hey. James Wood. Howdy. And Kieran Verbruge. Hello. Hello. How are you? Which one of us are you talking to? Anyone. How, oh, how, I'm how great. are you all? <laughs> Bloody ripper, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, man. Yeah. Yeah. Electric in here. Adam, Woo! how are you going? Fucking excellent, mate. Keen to be Fucking here. Keen to, keen to get chatting. We need next, to pump up the energy a bit. Next week, you will be so inside me and my house. Uh, yep, you're not wrong in on, on both fronts. Yes, indeed. Because next week is back and we going. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, next week uh, we'll all be hanging out in the flesh. What a concept. Meat space. Hanging out in the buff. Can't wait. Yeah. Kieran's Kieran's super keen, super excited. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, Kieran. I've never yeah. been more excited. No, no. I, I, I can see it in your face. <laughs> anyway, the weekend... How was your long weekend here for those in Victoria? Oh, I did a lot of cleaning. I had a house inspection on Monday, so I like did a lot of cleaning. That's a quick way to ruin a long out. weekend. Yeah, is to have to clean your apartment. It wasn't Something so bad because you know I decided to space it out over the four days quite generously. I mean, I worked on Thursday. It was good because the thing is, is like I do work logistics, and logistics ain't going to stop for a four day long weekend. Mm. My goodness, we had parcels for days. Nice. Yeah, I don't How think I um I don't think I had any extra days off or days off that I wouldn't normally have, so Got some good gaming in. Yeah. Well, speaking of gaming. Well tell us what you for? played over this past week. So over the long weekend I managed to land credits on Xenoblade Chronicles three. Fuck yeah. So I'm a happy chap about that. Bloody loved it. It's a favourite in the series. It did take me a precious few minutes, though. About 90 minutes to clock the credits, and I reckon I probably could have... 90 minutes? 90 hours? 90 hours. Wow, speed run. Probably... Yeah, it's speed... about, oh, like, my... actually watching the credits. Like, you, like you sat there oh, and watched about the credits that. for, like, 90 minutes. It probably the, is, the, isn't the, it? The yeah. ending cutscene's about... <laughs> probably around there. But I mean, even clocking in at, not at the 90-hour mark, there still would have been at least 30 hours of content left behind. It... It's yeah. pretty impressive, the scale of the thing, without feeling bloated. Although some may disagree with that, and that's completely fair. Can you go back and play the shit you didn't touch, or is it one and done kind I, of thing? I think you just have to like load a pre-final boss save type of thing, which is always a little bit of a cop-out, but sometimes that's what you have to do. 
And it had me thinking, actually, when I when I finished it, the first thing that I thought of was, does anyone remember the ending to Red Dead and how that tackled post-game mm. content? Yeah. One or two. One. Uh, yeah. Don't remember. Okay. <laughs> no, I never played it. <laughs> oh, you never played it? No. They... <laughs> oh, shit. Well, the way look... you said one or two, it implied that you were you were aware of both. Like, no, it, I it, it, it implied that you'd finished both? Surely. No. Have you no, finished think... the second one? Yeah. Okay, shit. Yeah, all right. It's Grand Theft Auto. You haven't finished. I mean, in fairness, Zach, it's, it's pretty similar across yeah, both games. All right. Pretty similar. Anyway, that, that was just a bit of an aside. I thought that game handled its post-game content from like a story perspective quite well. Cool. Anything else to fill in the weekend or just uh, just Chronicles? Content, 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 of which oh, I can't talk much content. about this week. So uh, we'll check back in next week. Nice, James. Did you have a question for Nathan? I was just wondering how the um, DLC character works for Xenoblade. So, like, if you go back to... Is there a previous sort of save point you have to go back to to include them into the narrative, or...? That's assuming that they're even included in the narrative. So I haven't touched the DLC, and I'm not sure what the dealio there is at all. Any thoughts, Kieran? I don't think it's out yet. Like, Like, will that be handled elegantly? My gut says no. (laughs) Probably not. I mean... you're probably going to have to, like, reload an old save. I assume it'll be, like, all of the other optional characters in which, like, they don't really like a have a stake quest. in the main narrative. It's more, yeah, very much side content that probably wouldn't be too heavily affected. Like, the world... I, I don't want to spoil anything, but the world state doesn't change too much after a point, really, in Chronicles 3, right, Nathan? Like, after a point. I mean... In minor ways, it does. You know the way the towns and villages sort of build up, and that yeah. can relate to side like side characters. But in a, in any major sense, no, mm. I wouldn't think so. Yeah. Cool. Uh, <clears throat> what else has everybody else been playing for fun? Do we even have fun here? No, a lot of Fortnite. <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> Wait, do you Fortnite? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm back you. in. I got I got the season pass. I'm I'm doing my dailies. It's it's started all over again. Fuck yeah, Good man! I started playing Fortnite uh, for the second time ever since the Ariana Grande event, mm. which was a lot. You tell from the screenshots. Just <laughs> Ariana Grande running around. Yeah, it's good shit. Zach, you're the odd man out back. now, mate. I say you. Oh Go join us, One. mate. Couldn't uh, I couldn't tell you how this feels. I wouldn't know. <laughs> hop on the bus. All right, mate. I'd rather walk. <laughs> He's scared of having fun. I, yeah, I'd rather not have fun, actually. <laughs> wow. Anyway, uh, a- anything else, James? Um, no, just just content. Nice, Adam. What have you, what have you been up to? What have you been playing? Finished the playground yet? Um, Ah, fuck no. I've decided to restart God of War instead. Play a game that I've already finished. Yes. That doesn't sound like Bloodborne. No, it doesn't. I I don't want to make anyone happy, so I've decided to restart (laughs) a game that I've played played before. Um, Fuck, that game's good, isn't it? It is delicious. I was wondering if maybe my thoughts would have altered a little bit since 2018. Nah, it's still fantastic, and I'm still enjoying every single moment of it. Very keen for Ragnarok. Does the PS5 update 
do a whole stack for it? Nah, it like it looks a little nicer. It runs a little smoother, but apart from that, not really. I'm kind of glad in a way because I want if there are dual sense features to to feel them for the first time in Ragnarok. Like if you okay. get a a really nice thud feedback from calling back the Leviathan axe, ten out of ten, right there, uh, done. You know, you know, you're going to. But yeah, I guess I'll save my replay for the PC version maybe because I've heard good things. The PC version, yeah. like on my potato of a computer runs beautifully like that is a mm. well optimized game on pc definitely worth checking out your pc is such an enigma like it'll run some things and then just shit just shit the pants with other things like just gtfo can't play it just doesn't want to play it so it just tells you oh, shit pc man can't do it he'd <laughs> like it he would maybe one day one day uh what have you been playing Mr. Me? Um, well, I've actually been like free of content for the last week or so, which is good. Um, but have I played anything? Not really. Just more Disney Dreamlight Valley. Oh, so um, and pushing on with uh, The Last of Us Part 1 a little bit. Because I do want to get around to finishing that. I like it. It's good. What, it's What difficulty? Just the standard. Like I'm not... Okay. Yeah. Like... I'm just, yeah, it's very pretty and that's, it's got that going for it. I, I, that's what I feel like at the moment now that I have a little bit of time and I'm not like overly analytical of everything that I'm playing. I'm just like, I just want to play something that looks nice and feels crunchy in the hand. And it's got those two things. So I'm happy with that. How's the story um, th- this time around for you? I st- still don't care about any of it. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, I think I might have said this. Oh, I can't remember la- last time I was on the podcast, but um, all week. of the like kind of, I guess, like more quote unquote <laughs> emotionally charged scenes do hit a bit better now that they've got that extra rendering tech and the new mocap mm. and stuff. Like that stuff does work a little bit better than it did before, but I still meh on the whole thing. What um, is it that you don't like? I, I know you've told me before, but I want to, I just want to hear it again. <laughs> <laughs> I. For it's the not, listeners, for the content. It's not that I don't like any of it. I just like, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just, maybe it's just be, me being contrarian because everybody says it's fucking amazing. But like, I just, I play and I'm like, this is a very, very well put together game by a big group of people with a lot of money. And that's like my entire like feeling on it. That's exactly where I'm at with God of War. So I, I get it. God of War's cool, uh, though. Don't be too keen to take his side. Let's hear his thoughts on immortality. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's not. not. <laughs> 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 this, is my, this is my first episode with James. I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah. We <laughs> um, so, you, so you did start it, though, and you just didn't didn't feel it? What, immortality? Yeah. No, I finished it. Oh, you finished it? Yeah. But, no, I didn't. Hmm. Could, could I quickly interject? Is, was this your first Barlow game? or? It, yeah, it was. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, no no comment. I was just curious. No, I'm like, like I said in the, like I said in the Discord, it's, uh, it, I was, it's super impressive. Like, I like, like, it's great. It's a really, really cool video game. It's really well put together. Like, the amount of just things that happen in that, I'm like, how the fuck did they do that? Like, that, that side of it's really cool, but the narrative and stuff didn't really gel with me. Um, so it's like Lost of Us, basically. Basically. <laughs> uh, 
Um, no, there's something else that wait. I, something else that I was playing. Oh, trombone champ. I'm, uh-huh. a, uh-huh. I'm the champion uh-huh. tromboner it? now. It's fucking so good. You do good. love blowing your own horn, so tell yeah. us about it. Do <laughs> <laughs> so you love trumming the old bone? Was um, it rusty? Yeah, it was. There's a lot of poo in that game. <laughs> so what? <laughs> can't, can't elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. Yep. Um, and that's on, is that on PC? Yeah. Cool. And it's cool. out, yeah? Yeah. Like it's not like an early access game or something? No, it just left early access. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. How much? Um, it's 20 bucks. To, it's, there's like a, it's like, so what bulk of, it? Sorry. it's, it's just a rhythm game. So like you just, you simulate playing the trombone by like moving your mouse up and down and then like either clicking or pressing a keyboard key to like blow and you just kind of like follow along the notes to like different songs. Um, but it also has like a weird kind of like very indie-ish like secret under narrative like where you kind of like mess around with the menus and you unlock stuff and then it kind of just like gets deeper and deeper and they introduce poo and baboons and stuff. So it's good. Just like Immortality. Just like Immortality. Yeah. Except better. I was, about, I was about to say like inscri- inscription or something, but yeah, immortality sounds better. <laughs> Inscription's good. Come on, Adam, get with us. I know, I know. I'll get there. I just need to play every other game first and then I'll get around to playing all the games you guys want me to play. So you're going to play A Plague Tale before Inscription? My man, that's what I like to hear. <laughs> <laughs> man, I really need to get and on the that. Order. James, have you finished the order yet? Talk to me. Oh, no, no, no. Hmm. I'm sorry. Um, I played about half an hour the other night. No, look, I, I, I was enjoying myself the other night. I did another half hour of the hospital level. I finished up that, and then I just decided I wanted to rewatch Andor instead. So um, I will get there eventually. Cool. Uh, I haven't got really much for you. Uh, most things I've played we'll talk about in a minute, but I did actually go back and properly play the Scorn demo. So I was... Mm. Anna Free had the headphones on, played it through properly, and actually quite liked it. Um, very, very atmospheric. Still had no really idea what I was doing, but um, I kind of was able to concentrate a bit more and focus on what I was doing without the... in the <laughs> ear. Um, in a good way. Um, you know, just oh, yeah, a, good, good save. <laughs> Not slicked up. <laughs> um, yeah, but still, it's actually a little bit fucked up. So uh, that part that I got to in in the last potty where uh, you pull down this creature dude and you got to figure out like the maze and stuff, it was actually pretty simple to figure out. It's like the little track and stuff and you wheel him on this little seat. Uh, he's in this like egg-shaped thing and you got this wheel seat. You wheel him around and then you wheel him to these bio machines or whatever they're called um, and you basically got to cut him out of this the egg uh, and you can actually chop him to pieces if you want. Um, yeah, so there's like a puzzle that's like, it's a door and it's got like, I will say two holes, but it's got like two things that need to be, f- two <laughs> things that need two hands in it. Or, you know, so you got to have one one of the, the creature. Just, it's just oh two hand holes. I don't know why you're struggling <laughs> to say that, you know. <laughs> I don't know, like it's just two things that you stick your fist in. Like it's like... <laughs> Fuck, that's hot. Keep anyway, um, so you're like you're on one side of this thing, and he's on the other. Uh, yeah, unlocks the door, and then up you go, and then yeah, you do some other little puzzle, and you get this little fucking dick gun thing that pokes out like a little 
poker and yeah, but it's it's very cool and like the animations uh, of it, like reloading and you uh, like using it and stuff is uh, very cool. But yeah, keen to see more. Hopefully, I will have a, finally have a preview up now. Um, well, I'm still getting smashed in general, but trying to if smash we, that out. If we took the last thirty seconds out of context, no one would know you're talking about scorn. I, I don't need to. Good. You could just transcribe that straight into the game guide, to be honest. <laughs> the way he laid that out. That's great. Just get two dudes to fist the two holes. Like, there you go. With the dick gun. And then get you the little dick gun. <laughs> Good gun. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, let's go to the content, shall we? Uh, so, James, you have mm-hmm. reviewed Sunday Gold. I have. Um, yes, Sunday Gold. Uh, okay. So, um, this, this comes to us by way of Becom Studios. Um, it is a, a really interesting attempt at like a, a blending of genres. It's like one part point and click adventure and one part turn-based, um, uh, just combat RPG type stuff. Um, it is set in 2070 London, very dystopian future, um, sort of the, the idea of like a, a company town, but it's the entirety of London at this point is pretty much under the control of this, uh, dude called Hogan and his, uh, industries. Um, there is a bunch of blood sport going on with cybernetic dog creature things. Um, and into this world, we have a trio of Frank, Sally and Gavin, who are essentially Gavin's like an ex-employee. Uh, Frank is the lockpick and Sally is the brawler. And the three of them go through a, a series of levels, corporate espionage, yada, yada, yada. The, the kind of standard setup for a, a very dystopian slash cyberpunk world. Um, it looks incredible. Uh, I think it has a, a fantastic art direction that feels very comic book inspired. It's very like thick, dark lines and like vibrant colors, but just sort of like washed over with a, a murkiness of, of cyberpunkisms, which is great. Um, and for the first hour or so, it's a really exciting experience because the blending of genres makes it feel like something that's genuinely quite new for both genres. Um, the point and click stuff maintains itself pretty well over the pretty lengthy runtime because of the uh, turn-based combat, which unfortunately after that first hour just becomes a real slog. And the entire game is just kind of consistently pulled further and further into the muck by uh, trying to blend these two things, which, you know, like I said, starts off really exciting and does not know where to go after that uh, sort of initial run with it. Um, while you're exploring the environments, there's also a bunch of mini games that you'll be forced to do over and over and over again. And these are not remotely engaging or interesting. Um, it's just not great. Um, and, and that pains me to say, because like, I love the concept of it. And I think that, um, Becom have like a really good idea here and a good sense of style as well. Like the writing itself is pretty humdrum. Um, it's exactly what you'd expect from this kind of setting. Um, but the vibe of it occasionally I was like, Oh, there's some persona in here. There's some, um, what is that narrative game that everybody loved? I think it was like late last year. Um, indie type thing, text-based roughly. I really wish I could remember the name of it right now, but it's not coming to me. Hmm? Not too sure. No. Uh, maybe not entirely text-based. Anyway, look, the point is it's it's got a good idea going on underneath the the sort of like the surface of it, um, but unfortunately it, it really can't maintain that idea and it ends up being just 
it's just a real slog. Um, boss battles in particular can last uh, minimum about 20 minutes um, oh. while you're just exchanging blows back and forth with enemies that are constantly healing themselves. Um, it's just not fun to do the combat. And so you've got these like extended combat sequences that are like slamming a halt on pacing where the point and click stuff is, is totally serviceable. You know, you've got pretty okay environments to explore, little puzzles to solve. I said in my review that like I had to break out a pen and paper at one point, um, which is good. I, I, I love that sort of shit. I love being forced to think about what's going on inside of a, a play space, um, but not, not great on the whole, unfortunately. I booted this up for about half an hour last night. Um, yeah, didn't really, didn't really like it to be honest. Mostly because of the combat. I got to the combat yeah. um, and I was like, "This sucks. This is it's not my slow. kind of combat." No, no. It, it, yeah, it's very much not Zach combat. Um, and like, I, I enjoy a good turn-based combat system. Um, I, don't, I don't think it's inherently a bad idea to blend that with with what they're going for here. Um, and you get like, you know, uh, passive boosts, skills that you can use your action points on and whatnot. Um, but then those same action points cross over into the point and click stuff as well. And so if you end a battle with, let's say, like one action point left each, you have to then end your turn. And at the end of every turn, there's a chance that you can be discovered by security and forced back into combat. Um, and so a couple of times I was just caught in this really horrible loop and I just turned the game off um, mm. because I just, yeah. That was, yeah, that was one thing I wanted to hear, yeah, like what you thought about like the action points because that was quite mm. interesting but I don't know, also not fun kind of. Yeah, um, it, it's great on paper and then you actually start playing it that way and given because a point and click adventure is like so much, you know, trial and error and interacting mm. with the things in the environment. If every time you attempt a puzzle, it's going to cost you three action points and you've only got seven to work with in those first couple of hours, you just yeah. start, it, it just repeats itself way too often. Yeah, because I think I, in that very, very first sequence, I had to get back into the pub and mm. I don't know, I was farting around and I ran out of points. So then... I what have uh oh the guy in the the alleyway he started beating up the other guy mm -hmm. which I don't know if that's what what happens because the game wants you to whatever but um yeah so then I was like oh yeah I have to end my turn and yeah mm. it was which like it's, oh, it's yeah. fine at that beginning point but eventually every time you end a turn it's just a total roll of the dice um yeah. which like is in and of itself not a, a bad idea like if you had to sort of do things at the end of a turn to not alert security i think that could be fine um it just seems very much like the alert level is just working with a mind of its own and that's really frustrating i also didn't mind the the voice acting but yeah i mean i only got mm -hmm. like like partial you know half an hour so yeah it's it's Frank fine there's good, a lot yeah. of like land and oh yeah. not the dogs like ugh, just <laughs> um which is like again all of this is okay for an hour um but the game just keeps going so and you score that a uh 5.5 5.5 yeah well that's uh <laughs> one game that we were keen on here so that's a bit of a, a bit of a shame uh you've mm -hmm. you've you have been busy though so that's not the only thing that you've played you also reviewed uh, moon scars? M moon, moon scars. Moon cars. Yes. Moon cars. Uh, this is a... <laughs> Nathan, that was not that funny. Uh, but I do appreciate the support, buddy. Thank you. Um, so we've got a, a 2D side-scroller, uh, non-linear, souls-like action platformer here with some roguelike elements thrown in for good measure. 
Um, you are playing as a woman named Grey Irma, which like straight off the bat, I love that it makes you play as like a cool woman in this game because I feel like a lot of these uh, violence fantasies are usually very male centric. And so she's fantastic. I, I quite like her presence in the game. Um, you are the uh, like the off cast of the, the sculptor who is essentially like the god of this world. Um, he had a bunch of kids that he made to try to fix the world. Of course, things go wrong. Um, all of them pretty much end up dead and you are now a, like a clay mold of one of those kids, which is, which is great Irma. Um, and so you set out into this world, a uh, very Castlevania, like a lot of like looping back around in itself, elevators you can unlock the usual kind of affair. Um, it's far better than its basic premise, I think, uh, sort of gives off, um, because the core combat is like phenomenal. Um, I, I talk about this in my review, the, in, when we talk about Dark Souls combat or from soft in general, right? The idea that when you land a good parry, you get like that satisfying, like ka-chunk kind of feeling, right? That feeling is emulated in basic, uh, like sword movements for, uh, Grey Irma. Like, so your, your very basic combat alone already gives a good, like haptic feedback, visual feedback, sound feedback. It nails that, that fundamental. And then you add on top of that, the fact that everything in this world is kind of like, you know, dead and in the malaise of existential dread and blah, 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 the usual. But she gets to just like whip around this stage like crazy, like really beautiful animations, um, can double jump up walls through thinner surfaces, pretty standard array of movement features. But again, because it all feels fantastic, um, it just keeps the experience like compelling pretty much all the way through. Um, you add on top of this, there are like several different skills and special weapons that you can equip. Some of them you will keep after you've sort of like left a level others, which is the roguelike element you lose. Um, that's the part of the game I found a little bit frustrating just because I don't think this is a genre at the souls like rather necessarily lends itself well to repeated loss of, uh, combat capability, let's say, because I, I feel like part of what makes these genres so much fun is that you feel yourself consistently getting better as you go along. Um, and with the roguelike element, you do lose a, a, a bit of that. And I, I do think that's a bit of a shame because everything else that's going on here is a lot of fun. Um, I found it oddly funny and I don't know if I was supposed to find it funny. Um, but I, I'm calling it a positive because I, it, it's a very self-serious world. Everyone is speaking in the usual kind of like, oh, my image of everything was supposed to be perfect. It's just like, yeah, I, I get it, dude. Like I've played enough of these to sort of like know where all of this is going and what you're doing with this. But because it's all talking, like he's talking to a big cat at one point. This is like a, a Disney size kind of cat. And I just found myself like amused by its, its self-seriousness and its grim, dark kind of uh, nature. Again, if that's not intentional, then like I'm, I'm sorry to the developers because like if this is sincere, it's not a bad one of those. Um, but I think it works much better as kind of an unintentional dark comedy. Um, I ended up really liking it. Like this is, it's another souls. Like it, it is kind of another one of those in like a, a pretty packed year of them. Um, the side scrolling elements are, are fine. Um, it's, it's very much one of those games, which I'm not usually a huge fan of. Um, but this one works, I think, because like, if you even look at the trailer, even for 30 seconds, the aesthetic work on this game is exceptional. Um, the devs said that they took a bunch of inspiration from classical art and wanted to use a lot of like muted tones with pops of color throughout. Um, and that does translate fantastically well. Sounds great. Feels great. Um, pretty solid all in all. Nice. And what did you end up giving this one? I 
have not got the review back and I left a note in there about this because I, I, I'm still hovering between a 7.5 and an 8. I'm not quite sure where mm. I want to go with it yet. Um, okay. But around that yeah. Line. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's good. It's it's better than the other Souls likes that I've been experiencing this year. Um, there's just a couple of like, because this, this is the studio's first game, which like is an impressive thing out the gate, but there are a few teething issues that do kind of just hold it back from being like as great as I think it could be. Cool. It comes out Friday on... Yes. Yeah. I think it's tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow? Yeah. yeah. Around then. Somewhere. Wait. Yeah. You know, I've had, oh, yeah. Sorry. I've had my eye on this one because like you say, like look at a trailer for this and visually it's very impressive. It'll lower you in immediately. Mm-hmm. I think... I want to say that it's coming to Game Pass. It is coming to it Game is. Pass, Nathan. So Game you Pass. need to sort that sub out. And Do I don't mean me. Do. I was hoping you would. <laughs> oh, shut up. Um, if I could bring up one critical point, just because I did kind of forget to do that while I was gushing about everything I liked about it. Um, this is one of those uh, Souls-likes that if you die, the world state can get harder. And so you can find yourself often in like a bit of a, a loop that is more like it's very anti-player. It's very punishing to the player in a way that I don't think the genre needs. Um, Dark Souls 2 does it. But I love that game. Um, this does it as well. And I found it like, oh, please don't. Sound like Zach in his 90s movies. I'll, ex- I'll excuse this. Please part don't. Fucking hell. I was thinking Demon's Souls, but I think Demon's Souls might have been the other way around. Demon's think- Souls does kind of do that. Not harder, though. Just shittier. Yeah, right. Uh, nice. So, who who's keen to check out Moon's Cars when it when it drops? I'm gonna give yeah, it a go. That's that's one for Nathan. I'm trying to. I'm I'm breaking my uh, being terrible at video games streak after platinuming Elden Rings and winning seventy five percent of my Fortnite matches. I'm like I'm on a roll. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to challenge <laughs> yeah. myself. Fuck this guy. <laughs> All right, nice. Uh, you can read the James review on the website probably now. Yeah, I'd imagine uh, so. Where are we? Uh, so, Adam, you have played Forever Skies. Uh, you previewed it for Press Start. Ed did the preview for Well Played. You can read it on the website. Uh, I have played it as well. Has anyone else here played it? Did I, give... I, tried, I played like 20 minutes of it before I gave up. That's pretty much it. Ah. Well, well okay, like, but yeah. that twenty minutes probably took my computer like an hour to render, whatever. Yeah, it had had See, a bit of a rough time with it. How can it play fucking God of War but it can't load Forever Skies? <laughs> I don't make the Told rules. Oh, it's a roll of the dice, mate. It is. Um Yeah, who else did I give the keys to? Jordan and Oh you. How, did did you play it? Yeah, well, I think you can't <laughs> <up. laughs> You can you. tell because he didn't pipe up <laughs> Who else was it? Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Yes, uh, so, yes. what is Forever Skies, Adam? I think we've spoken about it before, but tell us again. Yeah, I think briefly we have. Um, it's another survival game, so in the same kind of realm as Ark and Rust, uh, a game where you kind of scavenge around and uh, balance uh, hunger and thirst and energy and health and those sort of trappings. Uh, this one is set on Earth a few hundred years after an ecological disaster, and you come back to the planet as a scientist looking to find leads on a mysterious virus that might 
holds the key to saving humanity. So it's got a, a, a pretty cool premise. Um, and like the last of us. Yeah, it's, it's almost exactly the same as the last of us. Uh, but yeah, so it's set the, the world that it's, it's set in is very bleak and it's all set above this giant, uh, like green dust cloud that's enveloped the, the world and you dart between different like dilapidated skyscrapers to, to rummage through resources. The full game will allow you to go below the dust cloud, but the, I think like hour long demo that I played um, didn't show off that or some of the other bits and pieces like combat um, and viruses and whatnot as well. But the little bit that I played, the, the major takeaway I had um, was that I really like the base building element of it, which is more or less you have this little blimp, this little airship that you use to go between the different skyscrapers and that also acts as your base that you can expand and upgrade uh, as you as you progress. So you get blueprints to expand the airship. It starts off more or less as a, a box and a balloon, and then it kind of becomes your home and your laboratory, and it just continues to evolve. So the smash pad. I, yes, yeah, exactly. You bring can all, make a bed. Bring, I, I saw that. You can make a bed, mate. It's a single bed, though, so. Hmm. Who needs it when you get this carry on? Yep, good. Um, but yeah, I I got a, a decent feel for it. It's still, it still, like I said, doesn't have all of the elements that it will on final release. Uh, but as far as survival games go, it's it's piqued my interest, definitely. I think the, the idea of a, a moving base that you can upgrade and expand is a good one. And I think once there's a little bit more variety as far as locations go, that will help because every one of the skyscrapers feels very similar. Um, but I think once that scope is broadened a little bit, it might be something special. I had a, I had a pretty good time with it, but Zach, you said you played it. What did, how did you, uh, how well, did you rate it? I'm just a bit shit. I think I don't, like I got through a little bit of it, but I got stuck. Like, uh, how do I explain it? You know, when you get the fabricator, I think is what they call yep. it. And where you get the fabricator, there's those three like kegs, or not kegs, but like barrels, mm-hmm. like in the yep. doorway. I could not figure out how to get rid of those fucking barrels because I like I knew I had to go through that wall, right? I yep. knew I had to go through it, but I just I couldn't interact with these things. I couldn't figure out how to get rid of it. I couldn't fucking fabricate anything because I didn't have enough bullshit. So you didn't have any um, resources. Yeah, there's like yeah. a because it's early doors. You have to more or less strap like this beam thing to your your airship that can break down different elements in, or different like things is, in the environment. Is that the resources. gun thing? Oh, does that break shit down? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you can like break down the barrels and the little stuff uh, blocking was, your path. I scanned shit, but I thought it was just telling me like what it was. I'm like, mate, I can see that like that's a barrel. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> That's dirty water. I can see that with my I drank two that eyes. though. I drank it. I yeah, drank good. all of it. Yeah. Bottoms up. You'll I be right. Died, like literally died like five times in like a 40 minute demo. Yeah. It's pretty ruthless. From, it, from, uh, it doesn't uh, hold your hand dehydration and sunfire, whatever it was. I ate that melon. Couldn't get enough of the melon. Oh, yeah. I, I downed a whole bunch of the melons and then couldn't look at the sun. So <laughs> yeah. sounds like a normal Tuesday afternoon. But, yeah, no, I um I enjoyed what I played of it. I played through the, the demo a few times um, just to see if there was anything else right, that I was sure. missing, like little story elements. But there wasn't too much to go off just yet. But, yeah, I'll definitely be coming back when it when it enters early access down the track. Yeah, I'm keen to sort of play more. Um, yeah, I, I got a good feel for it. It doesn't scream like a game that I would 
get lost in. But then I did play Lens Iron, which was not very like different, but genres and stuff I wouldn't normally play, and I did really enjoy it. So you never know. KV, yeah. you said you played about twenty minutes, but you didn't really. Oh no, you, your computer couldn't run it. Sorry. Um, That's the so one. That that wasn't a hey. It was a, I forgot. Sorry. Um, Is this thing going to be co-op? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Do you think that would improve the experience? I think it's tricky because I think it would be good, uh, like mechanically I think it would be good in co-op, but I kind of like how isolated you feel. And as far as the, the story goes, I think it makes more sense to play it by yourself. So I think there's kind of pros and cons to both, if that makes sense. It does. It's like No Man's Sky getting all the co-op stuff and all the, the liveliness of it now, I think, like, kind of takes away from yeah. the, the thematic kind of fun appeal of that thing in the first place. Um, yeah, I think that's a, a really good comparison. I think you'll probably get out of it what you want. If you just want to kind of bum around and just fly about airships and build shit, then you can do that. Or if you want to get lost in the world and feel really isolated and alone and depressed, you can probably do that too. So, yeah, I think whatever you want from it in that regard, you'll probably get. If I wanted that, man, I'd just move back to Tasmania. Hey, yeah. that's the way. Now, oh, daylight saving soon, mate. Mood's going to pick up drastically. <laughs> <sighs> this is coming. You'll feel like the rest of us. Um, <laughs> yes, this is launching in early access later this year, or unless they don't launch it later this year, but it is scheduled for their late 2022 in early access. Um. All right, let's talk jorts and what's making them tight. Nathan, I know you cannot wait to get your big load off your chest. Tell us um, what's making you keen. What are you keen for? What isn't? Can I just reel off titles? Because otherwise we'll be here all day, mate. Well, I, uh, that's why I wanted to get you out of the way first. Yeah, all right. So we got Death First, Let It Die, which is a, it looks to be like the uh, remake, re-release, re-emergence of the Let It Die IP, which was, I think, why Let It Die was significant. It was, it was like the first free-to-play Souls-like back before that was a whole thing. So that's really cool. Like, this came out yonks ago on the PlayStation 3. Uh, what else are we keen for? We're keen for Plague Tale Requiem, of course. I should probably knock off the first one first. I think that would be sensible and wise. Where does one find the time, though? Who knows? October's looking too chunky to be just playing games here and there that aren't actually new and sexy. But we've also got Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope coming to the Switch. Again, I haven't finished the first one. I got halfway through and quit because it... I found it too hard, so I bitched out. So you came but for I'm the keen one. to come back. Makes sense. Yeah, why not? Uh, what else do we have? I'm just I'm just picking through fucking tiles. We've got Star Ocean The Divine Force. Uh, one of my favourite games on the PS2 was Star Ocean Till the End of Time. Yeah, boy. This game looks to be plugging that open world depth a bit more. Uh, I'm really keen to see what this is going to be like. I like that they've got some free-form traversal mechanics by way of a little like jetpack thingy to fly around with. That looks really neat. We've also got... Well, I was keen for Sunday Gold, but I'm going to scratch that off now. <laughs> got Gotham Knights coming in at the end of the night. End of the night. End of the month, though, which looks like if you can probably get a couple of friends around, should be a bit of, fun beat, a bit of a fun beat-em-up at the very least. I, I like what I've heard from Adam with regards to the persistent progression. Uh, the fact that uh, you can play with your mates, but you won't 
be hindered in your mission progress. Chaos Head Noah, that is my big visual novel for the month. This is the first title in the science adventure series to be, and the first title, but the last one localized. This is the same series that spawned things such as Stein's Gate. Uh, for the two people listening that have heard about that, that's a big deal. Signalis, Signalis, okay, yeah, yeah, whatever that one's called. Uh, that looks to be really cool, kind of spooky, almost like low-res or low-poly pixel survival horror action type game. It seems to be plugging a few different genres. The aesthetic looks super neat. Plug in the noob tubes. We've got Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. This is delightful. I love talking to my... I've, I work with a lot of kids, a lot of folks that are like 19, 20. They weren't around for Modern Warfare 1 and 2 back in the day. So this, they're like all excited. Like, yeah, Modern Warfare 2, Nathan, have you played? I'm like, bro, I can tell you about Modern Warfare 2. I ain't played this new shit. Uh, yeah, that, that's going to be that's gonna be an eye-opener. Priest Simulator. Taking me back to my glory days on the pulpit. This one looks all kinds of hectic. <laughs> it's a first-person shooter oh, man, type baby. thing with yeah, strong, strong sense of satire. It looks all kinds of wacky. Mountain Blade 2, Banner Lords is leaving early access, and I kind of skipped the first games. I did play them, but I didn't quite get deep enough. I want to get real deep with this one. Uh, kind of an immersive uh, medieval combat simulator. Lost Eidolons is giving me my turn-based fix. Uh, what else do we have? I'll try and wrap it up. Marauders, rather. The uh, looter shooter should be coming out in October. It seems to be slated for October. We don't have a date, but we saw some footage of that, I think, coming out of Gamescom. Looked really interesting. Uh, Victoria 3, which is kind of in the same vein as Crusader Kings 3, but set during the Victorian era. So it's a civilization management builder paradox simulator thing where you'll be pouring through spreadsheets and the like to make your world come to life. Sins of a Solar Empire is getting its sequel. This is a 4X sci-fi game that I loved like a, over a decade ago. It's got getting its sequel. Front Mission First remake supposed to be getting a release in October. We think, may not be, and that will be it. Okay, so I'll hand the reins back to someone that's a bit more eloquent than myself. Sure there's nothing else that you've missed there? or you... I'm sure I've missed some stuff, mate. I mean, look, we've got the Resident Evil Reverse. I know we're all excited for that. The Resident Evil Village DLC, less excited, but, you know, still mate. pretty keen. Cheers, mate. All right, so, <laughs> <laughs> James, what are you, what are you keen for? Um, Nathan and I have a fair bit of uh, overlap, so I'm not going to uh, sort of retread much of that ground. Uh, Mario Plus Rabbids, Sparks of Hope. Um, I For Press Start, I played that uh, a couple weeks back. Um, it is phenomenal. I cannot wait to get my hands on the, the full release of that. Um, uh, Norco is coming to PS5, so I think I might check that out uh, once that yes. drops on the old, the old console. Uh, Yomawari, Lost in the Dark looks like a very strange little indie horror experience that I have am... Have you played the old ones? I have not. I only just now learnt that it is part of a series while reading about it, so... Okay. Um, yeah. Because I have, and they are surprisingly freakier and spookier than you might think from, like, trailers and shit. Very effective. Like, Excellent. You, you might dig it. Okay. Very Japanese, though. Very Japanese I, horror. I love Japanese horror, so I'm sure I will get into this. Um, Signalis, I, I would like to give another shout out to because I think that looks phenomenal. I, I cannot wait to check that out. Um, Saturnalia looks 
very strange to me. It, it looks something like a, like a crunchy PS1 kind of odd recreation of that. Uh, another horror game as well. Uh, it's a bit of a, a bit of a trend this month. Um, is Bayonetta 3 still coming this month? Am yeah. I correct? Okay. Sure is. Yeah. Um, can't wait. Sexy queer witch time. Let's go. That's all I really need to say <laughs> about that. Um, yep. And that's kind of it for me. Oh, and the Resident Evil DLC, which uh, I also just now learned is coming this month. So, Surely Reverse. Surely. 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 surely, surely mate, you like the surely. films. You... Fuck off. <laughs> 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 you like a shit Resident Evil time? We got you sorted. <laughs> no, I'm going to check it out. Let's play together. I'll be sexy I'll Leon and you can be sexy, sexy Leon too. I don't know. Wesker. Mm. Sure. <laughs> I'm I'm down for that. Kerry, what are you uh, what are you keen for? Oh Mr. my god, we, we're going to be here forever. It's a big just month. Say, tell um, us what I'm just going to rattle them off. Uh, no, nah, because most of them are the same as Nathan's. Um, I'm no, keen no, to check was... out Death First because I like Let It Die. Um, there's a bunch of ports of games to different systems that I love that I'll say I'll play again and never will, like Near Automata and No More Heroes Three, and uh, as James was saying, Norco. Um, pretty keen to play that. Um, I'm keen to check out Lego Brick Tales as well because the game looks like a cute little puzzler um, and something I can probably fit in a in an afternoon or a weekend. Um, a Plague Tale Requiem, obviously. I love the first game. Played a little bit of the second at Gamescom. It was really, really cool. And The Last Worker, I think, comes out this month as well. Cool little indie... Not cool little indie. Bleak, fucking sick-looking indie. Um, Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope. The last worker. The last worker. Um, When's it coming? Mid October, I think. I'm gonna try and check it out. Yeah, I think you you might dig it. Um, yeah, Sparks of Hope is just gonna be like probably my game of the month. I think, as, along with a lot of other people's. It just looks like they're doubling down on the good stuff from the first game that they wanted to keep, and then just like completely revamping the stuff that they were like, we could do this differently and better. So I'm big respect to that. Um, Scorn, keen to check out. Um, Star Ocean, played the demo. Feels way better than the last game that they did, so I'll keep playing that. <laughs> bar was low. <laughs> the bar was very low. Um, Bayonetta 3, super keen. Resi DLC, what I played at that was really cool. Signalis, what I played at that was really cool. I think that's it. So the last worker I'm looking at here, it's the cell shaded kind of one. Yeah. It says on Steam it's coming in 2023. Oh, did they delay it? Rip. Well, scratch that one again. Does look cool though. Yeah, it does look cool. Yeah. It reminds me of I like the aesthetic. Reminds me of Void Bastards. Which was yep. Ooh, I which still was haven't played that. Kind of cool. cool. Yeah. Camera made, yeah. That's by Camera Team. I think sure. so. Void buses, yeah. Uh, Adam, what are you what are you keen on? I have got a markedly smaller list than the other ones, but I've got a couple of a couple of spooky things. Village DLC will be ticking off the scares, um, and then because I hate myself, Ghostbusters Spirit Unleashed Spirits Unleashed is another fucking isometric game that's being adapted from an an eighties IP that no one asked for, but I'll play. Because uh, it looks like it could be a decent time. Don't have hopes high, but fuck it. Nah, uh, new tales. 
Yeah, I'll bust it. I love busted. Uh, new Tales from the Borderlands. I'll give a crack. I didn't actually play Tales from the Borderlands. Um, so I don't know if I'll bounce off this or not, especially being that it's it's a, an internal gearbox thing now. We'll see. Uh, but Gotham Knights is the, the big ticket item for me this month. I was saying in the Discord earlier that I'm trying not to get my hopes too high. I've been pretty dirty on it, but then as Nathan was alluding to, I read a few bits and pieces about how the, the co-op's going to be working and my hype's very slowly rising and I'm trying to temper it. But at the end of the day, fuck man, it's Batman. So I'm going to love it one way or another. So I'll jump in and just wait to be disappointed because why not? Cool, cool. What about you, Zach Daddy? What do you got for us? Uh, so very, very quickly, Scorn, Ariverse, and Village DLC are the th- uh, three. Um, wait, 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 wait. Are you actually going to play Ariverse? Are you, are you going to yeah, do it? Yeah, both I am, mate, because I'm, I'm all about the hate fucks in October. <laughs> uh, I'm going to play... Um, do you know, do you remember a game... Where are we here? That's coming in October 13. This the, 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 this one coming is Skur or... Scar, how you say it? Oh, Scar the multiplayer Ritual? one. Uh, yeah, Fuck. I hated that original game, so I'm keen so to check this it? one yeah, out. Of course you are. Fuck, mate. Like, What's it called, mate? Skur, S K E R, Ritual, made of Skur, is the very, very cool. Oh, sorry, uh, the cool sounding uh, first person horror game <laughs> on like Welsh law, and I fucking hated it. I think I gave it like three or something. Okay, um, and Skur Ritual is the like it's like a multiplayer version. Anyway, uh, so I'm keen to keen to see how shit that is. Um, there was another game here, like NHL. You know, like my hockey, uh, Cthulhu book, Books of Ancients. I'm keen to see if this actually comes out. This is by uh, a publisher called Sim Fabric, who's a, a Polish developer uh, publisher. I'm pretty sure. Who I think we've spoken about before. They're like known for like just putting out like release dates and getting like investments, and then just never actually releasing this game. So I can't see if that actually drops. Um, but yeah, biggest game for the year for me comes this month, and it is hell yeah, it looks dog shit. Um, biggest game for me this month is a Plague Tale Requiem. So no doubt I will love it, and yeah, very very keen to finally play that. That's it. I think there's a cup there's a couple of little ones yeah but i can't recall what they are but yeah no keen uh keen for some titles uh in october okay uh news i guess speaking of a plague tale let's go straight into that so uh interviews are going around with developers uh kevin pineson i have to double check the article if that's his name uh, the lead level designer, anyway, from Sobo Studio, yeah, Kevin Pinson. Uh, he spoke with Play Magazine, and they discussed the game's length, and that it'll that it should take players about fifteen to fifteen to eighteen hours. Uh, and he quoted by saying that the sorry that he said that it hasn't been uh, padded out, uh, and he said in the interview it's about pacing. There's no filler. There's no trying to make it longer because we needed to. Our publisher, Focus Interactive. I mean, he even fucked up his own publisher's name. Encourages us to do the length that we want to do for the game. Uh, Encourages us to do the length that we want to do for the game, for the story we want to tell. So we're not aiming for a specific amount of hours. This is not something that we take into account when we first design the game. We're a small team, so we have to be uh, drastic about our choices. Um, So the first game was like, what, 
eight to ten hours. So I look, look, looked up how long to beat, and it's the average was about ten point five hours. Uh, Kieran, right. for Kieran, and that's about four. For me, it's about <laughs> fifteen. So, <laughs> how do you how do you feel about like? Did you find the the length of the first game to be about right for the the narrative? Or it's always a hard question to answer because when there's pressure to review it, you want it shorter. Yeah. Um, but then kind of like the last of us, like, you know, that was 30 hours. I was like, that's fucking way too long. Sorry. Part two. It was like, you know, I felt that like that was too long, but then no, when it finished, when it finished, I was like, I want more of it. Like, you know, now that, that the pressure's off for it to be reviewed. Feeling. Um, <laughs> um, so I don't know. We, we will see, but I'm keen. I'm keen to see. It looks like they've, uh, yeah, they've evolved the blueprint quite a bit. You know, there's more combat and stuff, but you just got to hope that the story doesn't drag a bit and the, and the story can maintain that 18 hour playtime. He did say, I think the article did say uh, the interview, they mentioned that it was actually the play test type, like by the developers. So it might be shorter for actual players. Um, uh, all right. Speaking of the last of us, they, dropped the teaser trailer for the TV series today. Uh, excuse me, being the Tuesday, uh, about a minute and a half, I think, or like thereabouts. What do we all think? James, you're the you're the TV buff. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> sure. Uh, I, I, I don't know why this exists. And even after that minute and a half, I'm even less convinced that it should exist. Um, uh, I, like, I, I, I think it looks... Expe- look, I... Okay, phenomenal games. Um, interactivity is a huge part of why the the violence and the story works in in that particular story, right? And I think that without that, you've got a pretty standard, especially the first one, a pretty standard apocalypse story. Hmm. Um, and then so that. seeing that sort of translated and put now through the, the HBO lens, which is a very expensive and very nice looking lens. And I'm sure it's going to be like full of great performances. Like I, this will be objectively a pretty good television show, I'm sure. Um, I just don't know why it exists. And I, I don't even think I'll watch it. I, I get where he's coming from. It's not pushing the envelope as far as the genre is concerned for that type of media on TV. Like if if it wasn't for the fact that it was based off a video game, as you said, it wouldn't exist. But it is yeah, because it would be considered a fairly what like drab uh, apocalypse story. Like you, you're spot on. But it's arguably like the, one of the biggest IPs in gaming, so I guess it makes sense well, that's that they right. that they want to cash in on it as much as exactly. they can. So yeah, you know, yeah. I, I'm I get what you're saying, but I think it's makes sense. You know, I wouldn't want to see Sunday Gold as a TV show, but. Actually, maybe if, I would. This <laughs> if this is something that you wanted, I reckon it's probably going to be, you know, quite a good time. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like, it's HBO. They, they don't miss in terms of um, the production, at least. At the, at the very least, you know, like, it will look and sound and feel like The Last of Us. Um, I've, I have seen a couple of, like, sort of one-to-one shots that people have done of sort of the way that certain scenes looked in the game versus how they're looking in the TV show. And I know that, like, that sort of one-to-one isn't always a helpful comparison. Um, but I definitely think there is something lost in the the translation here. Mm. I think, yeah, um, it just, it's going to help expose the brand to more people, I, I think, or that IP, sorry. So I think, yeah. Kieran, you, uh, you're a big Last of Us fan. What do you think of the trailer? Uh, yeah, it, 
I don't. I don't want. I probably won't watch it. Like it's not my genre of TV show to, to start with. Um. So, I. Yeah, and I know, I know, I know the story. I don't know. Like James said, it's like with with any video game to screen adaptation, it's like you you're losing like you know fifty or well, more than fifty percent of what makes a game a game, and what makes those stories work. And you know, video game developers do a great job of making narrative work within the context of their game. So when you take the context away, it just like feels flat to me. So I don't know. Like they're at least they're adapting a well-written game compared to more recent series. Halo is a good example, I think. Maybe Resident mm. Evil. <laughs> nah, I just said that to, <laughs> I just said that to make you laugh. Um, yeah, my nah, opinions to myself. Nah, no, 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 well, no. If, no. if, I, if, um, yeah. if the rumors are true, well, no, they, I mean, they might even be that. Like, they might have confirmed them, but they're doing like a Days Gone film. TV show film, yeah, and a Gran Turismo oh. one, yeah, and and God of War, I think. Did we? Was that true? Or did I make that up? Yeah, yeah, and Horizon. That sounds okay. exhausting. <laughs> one. And, yeah, and see, like, <laughs> see, like, I love Returnal by five. Get my free kind of thing. See, I love Horizon and God of War, but like, I, I don't want to watch the. F- I don't want to watch them as a film. Like, no, I, I'm with you there. That's not something that I was asking for. Would the Horizon but, but film be Star just Wars. as boring? Fuck up. <laughs> Sorry. I enjoyed that. You know what, what uh, would be a good TV show? You. The Order. It basically I mean, is. Yeah. It fucking would. Yeah, I, fucking be, see, I, knew, be I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> um, it could be one of Netflix's new games where you press a button every few moments to like advance the story. Fuck you. No, I'm keen. I'm, I'm, I mean, yeah, like. Yeah, I'll watch it. I'm 50 50. Like, it's, yeah, it's fine. Like, now that it's there, like, I'll watch it, but yeah. Um, but I wasn't asking for it, nah. like James said. Yeah, but I'll watch it though. Adam, what do you think? I I'll watch it. I don't think I'm the target audience because I've played the games, and like KV said, I know the story, and I'm not gagging for it, and I'm not a super fan who will consume anything Last of Us. So I think I'm in that weird cross section of know the story, but I'm not super keen to relive it. Um. I, I disagree though. I think it's a story that will adapt well. And I think the the closest comparison or the, the easiest comparison we have is something like The Walking Dead, which is fucking shithouse. Um, <laughs> so I think the story of The Last of Us is a bit more nuanced than the, than Walking Dead in a like a post-apocalyptic sense, at least the, the later seasons. The, the first few seasons of Walking Dead actually had something worthwhile to tell, but they just turned into dog shit so i think yeah i think it it has the potential to be good but i'm probably yeah not the target audience in saying that i think yeah um it justifies your last of us part one zach mainly because we've seen what the the cyberpunk anime has done for the cyberpunk game because i pulled up a second ago no 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 no. that the steam concurrent players for cyberpunk are it's hilarious to look at like the, the anime came out and they, it got boosted by like 80,000 players like overnight. So obviously there's something to be said for release a show or something related to it to, to boost the numbers of your game. So whether I think it was worthwhile re- remaking last of us one, it'll clearly financially pay off for them. 
I was stunned to see that the concurrent players for Cyberpunk ended up eclipsing the peak player count for The Witcher 3. Like, that blew me away. Yeah, it's unreal, isn't it? Because Edgerun is really crazy. good. Better, like, arguably only, better than the game. Yeah, well, probably, yeah. I'm only at the start, but my goodness, what a start. You just watched the first three minutes of that. And I was like, oh, oof, yeah. I need to turn this off and save it for a good day. Yeah. Two things very, very quickly. One's anime related, so remind me after I say the first thing that to talk about the second thing. But Lockie Robbo, just while we're uh, on the topic of part one, uh, big fan of the podcast, big shout-outs, but he was a massive detractor for part one, like the game release, uh, and he got it the other day and he started playing it and he was messaging me and being like, yeah, okay, 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 I can see like, you know, this is completely like rebuilt from the ground up it looks amazing i can see why they did it i'm like my man my man lucky robo that's what i'm talking about now we just need adam to follow suit uh-huh sure mate when you're uh when you're over next week we'll play it we'll get we'll bloody get the blow up up <laughs> we'll do what the joel blow up um but the second thing is speaking of anime um Oni Musha. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. 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 So. Wait, is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully. It was announced at the Netflix Tadam thingy on Sunday. Oh, nice. I was hoping for a new game. Yeah, I know. So hopefully that this means a new game is going to be coming. But I mean, so much bloody samurai stuff now. The remaster slash port for the first one was like 2018 or something. Yeah. And it was good. Like, I'd never played it before. And I played it for the first time and really enjoyed it. A bit disappointed that we haven't seen the second. Or the or third. Mm. I big, actually had the third on big PC. Big, big PC genre, no. Shit. That's it, mate. What a big dog. Um, speaking of big dogs, E3 2023 is happening. Uh, it's going to be split between consumer and uh, media, kind of. So the first couple of days are going to be uh, media and then I think the last couple of days are shared. Uh, it's June 13 to 16 next year. Who's going to... We will play trip to 2E3. Do it. Yeah, you yeah. send it me. Let's do it. Mm. Uh, <laughs> anyway, th- thoughts, on, uh, thoughts on E3 coming back? Excited? Not, not excited? Couldn't care. Move on. Different. Yeah, look, it'll be it'll be interesting at the at the very least to see if they're gonna try to do like something big and bombastic to remind people that it's important, or if they're just gonna concede and be another show. I think it'll be interesting to see. <laughs> kind of miss Ubisoft's cringe showcases. See, them back at it. Uh, I I do hope that if show us just dance on stage. I've been missing that. Um, I need to know how the, to play the game. Who's the girl that used to do the hosting? Over again. Aisha T- Taylor? Aisha Tyler. Aisha yeah. Tyler. Yeah. Um, she was the best part of those things. I yeah. Hope, yeah if, if they do do that, that they all get around it and do the big conferences at maybe not shit times in the morning, but because um, that were good. That were good. Yeah. Great. Aisha goes into the crowd, tries to make another meme. EA <laughs> <laughs> can, can have the... Um, uh, influencers and like the YouTubers oh, like doing the, the hosting and like they always do shout outs to someone uh, World of Bethesda is a free event that's happening in Melbourne over the PAX weekend so next week if you're in Melbourne hanging out for PAX 
go check out the Bethesda uh, Worlds of Bethesda uh, event. October 7 and 8, it's at the Dove Club, which is on Little Collins Street. Uh, and there'll be shit from the Elder Scrolls Online, uh, <laughs> from Fallout, Starfield, uh, Redfall, and a bunch of other stuff. Tickets are on sale now. I'll probably be sold out by the time this goes live. So good luck. KV, uh, that, that fuck you wasn't for the Bethesda thing, was it? It was for the Dove Club. Oh, no, it's just because I live on that street, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it was. <laughs> location, 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 mate. I mean, to be fair, she's a pretty long street, but yeah. Shut up. Love it. <laughs> um, Let him have this. <laughs> uh, where are we? Excuse me, sorry. A uh, couple of quick things. Ted Lasso will feature in FIFA 23. Adam had no idea. God, excuse me. Adam had no idea who this was when uh, I uh, really? handballed him. Yeah, see, I had the same reaction. Really? I brought this show up a few times on the potty. It's all right, Adam. For ages, I it's thought it was like I thought it was a cowboy show. So, oh. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> good. Well, James is the TV buff. So, what are your thoughts mm-hmm. on on Ted Lasso, mate? I haven't watched it. Good man. That's all. All right. Yeah. So he's coming. <laughs> he's coming to FIFA. So uh, him and his club uh richmond afc or afc richmond or something you are like, correct yep like that they're uh, gonna be in fifa um other quick news actually there's another quick news uh <clears throat> silent hill the short message uh was rated in korea uh by the korean ratings board uh basically no information at all but does uh, imply that perhaps a new game is in the works because it, it is for a video game uh or that's what has been uh translated from the listing here uh but yeah no real other news the people are theorizing that it could be the sakura is that how you say it uh the little short playable concept thing that got leaked uh, a while back but yeah hopefully this means that we're going to get something some form of announcement soon i really thought tgs would would be where but Mm. hmm I want to believe. Like I I really would like to see Silent Hill make a, a proper comeback. Um the the market is primed for it, so I hate to see people get excited because I just have an awful feeling like this is gonna be not a game. I've put in the doc, is it a pachinko machine, which obviously mm-hmm. isn't, but Konami is such nah, that I wouldn't be I reckon this is legit. I reckon this is something. Th- maybe they've like maybe they've just yeah. rated a message a short message and it just says Silent Hill is not coming out. Maybe. <laughs> Please Maybe. stop asking. <laughs> but it's like fuck you at the end. That's why they had to give it a like a, a rating. Uh, where are we? Uh, so the f- the first trailer for Super Mario Bros. movie will debut at New York Comic Con on oh October seven six a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Uh, you sure we're going to be in Dallas having time then, Adam? Not any fucking business, mate. All right, just checking. Um, cool. So who's um who's keen to check out the trailer of Chris Pratt? Oh, let, it's let's Chris, a go. Chris Pratt, yeah. I'm so excited to just to hear Chris Pratt's Mario voice. All of the like the rest of the cast, you look at that and go, oh yeah, that could be fun. But then Definitely. Chris Pratt just stands out like a big fucking sore thumb, and I can't wait to hear it. 
I don't know, man. I kind of want to hear it's it's Seth Rogen doing Donkey Kong, isn't it? Yeah, fuck. I'm yeah, I'm down. I'm that? down for that. I want to hear that. <laughs> yeah, no, I hope that, he does that supporting cast is pretty decent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's real good. Uh, next up, we've got. Uh, oh, fuck, hands. Sorry, close it. Uh, Solium, Solarium. No, not Solarium. Mm. Solium Infernum. I think that's how you. This is exciting. They um. How it's just loading up is an Aussie-developed strategy game set in the depths of hell. Australian developer League of Geeks, the team behind Amelo, has announced their newest game, Solium uh, Infernum, which will launch on PC in 2023, announced uh, during EGX. Uh, it's a reimagining of the 2009 strategy game created by Vic Davis of the same name. We know how Adam feels about reimaginings. Um, <laughs> thoughts on this one? James, you seem pretty keen. Yeah, I'm 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 keen. I, I love everything about the aesthetics of this. Um, I like seeing a League of Geeks get to do something uh, seemingly on on this scale. I think it's it's just very exciting. Mate, if you're excited, I'm excited. Nice. Uh, anybody else? Uh, anything to say about uh, this? I mean, it's it it looks like my cup of tea. It's a uh, sort of like hex grid based strategy. A very sort of grim, dark aesthetic, uh, and yeah, League of Geeks. I mean, Armello was basically a digital board game, and this looks kind of in the same vein. So sign me up. Cool. Uh, EA has announced a new. Did I read that correctly? Yes. Uh, so Marvel Games and EA have announced that a new Iron Man game is in development. Um, it'll be a single-player third-person action adventure title. That features a completely original story uh, by Motive Studios, who developed, um, sorry, who are developing the Dead Space remake. Um, yeah. yeah, there was a tweet. Tweet. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're the Iron Man boy, so tell us, talk to us. They Motive also did Star Wars Squadrons, so they have obviously it's not the same fucking thing because it's one man in a suit, but. They have the general idea of like engaging flight mechanics. Um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I'm I'm keen to see them get the reins on something like this. Obviously, we'll know a little bit more about how they handle like a, a single player, I suppose, story game when Dead Space comes out. Um, so it'll give us a, a bit more of an indicator as to how they go with it. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm keen. You mean the same game we've already played? Hey, eh? <laughs> I'm just being a, I'm just being a prick, do You are fucked. You are scraping that barrel, mate. That's, that's uh, true. But yeah, it, obviously EA being involved gives me pause. But you know, they they have the ability to not fuck up games. They did um, fall in fallen order, so they can do it when they want to. So yeah, I'm I'm excited. To a degree. Anybody else with some Iron Man thoughts at all? Yeah, no. Nah. You're right. No one, like no one cares or just no. Nah. I mean, we're yet to see anything truly impressive with regards to the use of the Marvel IP in video games, I'd argue, lately. Hmm. Except for Marvel Snap. Oh, Which so good. Get played, around it. Yeah, I'll have to, eh? 
Cool. All right. Uh, that's pretty much the news for this week. I don't think there's anything else. I'm just going to scroll through my inbox here. Mm, nah, that's pretty much it. Oh, Oxenfree 2 got delayed into 2023. Oh, yes, I think it died. So, unfortunate, but apparently it's Night School Studios' best game yet. So, but the first one, it'll be worth the first one just got added to Netflix games, I think, which is cool. It did, yeah. Sick. I don't know if this is news, but Kena just dropped on Steam, like right now. I think it was yeah, news that was coming, yeah. that we knew that was coming? I think so, okay. yeah. I mean, I think I've got a couple of emails about it, but I think so. Or unless it was the physical. No, the physical came out yonks go away. Yeah, no, it's just a new storefront. Yeah. Nice. Uh, James, have you played Kena? Uh, no, it looks like fun though. Uh, it's just one of those things that's like you, you'll get around to it and then a year has passed or however long ago that thing came out. Mm. Was it ever on PS Plus? Was no. it launch on PS Plus? No, I didn't. No. You sure? No, I didn't. No, because I bought it. That's right. Uh, very cool. All right, so let's go to off topics. Um, anything that anybody wants to talk about in off topics? Any shows we've been watching? There's, we've probably got a little, little bit to talk about. I don't have anything show-wise, but uh, just because I'm excited about it, I bought tickets to see Bon Iver when they come yeah. to Tassie Ooh. in February, so I'm pretty keen on that. Good choice, good choice. Where are they playing, mate? Uh, the, the country club? Republic? Now they're, they're playing my state, like the, the tiny little arena that we have down here. Do you have arena? Basketball. Yeah. Badass. We have a basketball team now, so we have to have some. Oh, uh, Jack Jumpers. Correcto. Yeah, mate. What a time. But yeah, that's that's the excite, most exciting thing that's happened with me recently. I'm surprised I'm playing at, at the Gorge, mate. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tassie joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who else has watched something? Because now you think about it, you're like, fuck, he's onto something there, isn't he? <laughs> It'd be great at the Gorge. It really would. Oh. Uh, talk to me, someone. I watched Andor. Um, which yeah, I've, yeah, I've, got, I've got a very documented history of not enjoying Star Wars TV shows. And this one is phenomenal. Um, I was blown away by it. I had such a good time. I had a little bit of a cry at the end of episode three, been like, this is fucking Star Wars, man. <laughs> like, um, it's a, it's a good feeling. It's a, it's a good little show. It's very smart. Um, it is incredibly well paced. I've seen a few complaints about it being a bit too slow, but I think people have just forgot how to pay attention to things. Um, it's it truly, truly fuck those people. Um, but no, it's good. Uh, gritty neo-noir crime drama, politics, uh, sexuality is going on in there. Like there's, and not just like the brothel stuff. There's like actual people having actual sex that you don't see, but still is at least nice to know that humans exist in Star Wars. Um, it's just good. It's yeah. Do I have not, cannot say enough good things about it. If you had to explain and or in, 15 seconds to someone whose last Star Wars film was the Darth Maul one. Um, the Darth Maul <laughs> What? <laughs> what would you say? How would you, how'd you explain it? Uh, yeah, okay. Um, Cassian Andor is a uh, orphan from an underdeveloped planet and he gets roped into the rebellion to try to fight Darth Vader and his friends. Fucking Darth Vader. Still kicking around. Very nice. Cool. Um, that's on <laughs> Disney+. Plus. Still kicking around. I'd go yes. so far as to say you probably enjoy it even if you've not consumed any Star Wars. In fact, that's probably 
one of the best ways to Correct. watch it without any Star Wars yes. in mind. Agreed. Absolutely. I'm, it made me... I've, I've seen the first four episodes and it made me want to watch more Star Wars. Look at this don't guy do it. in the future. Just don't do it. Run He's away. Change man. <laughs> Lord of the Rings, Star Wars. Although I, know, I, I did watch the first season and a half of Mandalorian as well and that was good for mm. the first season. Piss off. The first season's good, Nathan. Don't start mm. fighting me. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's like, I watched it. Would I watch it again? I, no. no, but it was entertaining. Like, I feel like I'm I'm the kind of person who probably likes Star Wars when it's like, when there's a very strict genre, a very, like a very defined genre and very defined feel to everything, which I think both of those shows have. So I don't know if, I don't know if I'm <laughs> going to be keen on the movies yet, but I'm going to give them a go now. Speaking of movies, mm. I just want to jump in real quick and say I saw the Avatar re-release and it turned me into a believer. I now think Avatar is a good oh. film and uh, I, I just want to put that out there. Do you think, so how did you watch it? Uh, it was in 3D, IMAX. Okay, yeah, yeah. Do you think that like part of that is because it came out now, like because you're watching it now in a like an era where the cinema's kind of like nosedive since yeah. the first film came out? <laughs> Because that's like the uh, sentiment yes. that I've been seeing from everyone is like, oh, okay, like now I remember what going to the movies is like. Kind of, yeah. I tweeted about this, but like huh. it's it does everything that I say I want from modern blockbusters. Um, and it's what we're not getting from modern blockbusters. Like it's romantic, it's got big ideas, it's very goofy, um, sweeping, great cinematic work by James Cameron. Um, ticks a lot of boxes that at the time I was way too young and way too cynical to appreciate. I think it as a spectacle is impressive, but it could also throw itself in the fucking bin. So <laughs> I never saw it in a cinema, so oh. I'm kind of like maybe I should. I wouldn't watch it it's anywhere impressive. else. Um, yeah, especially in 3D. Like it's one of those movies that actually feels like markedly mm-hmm. different in 3D. Yeah, absolutely. it'd be the only one. Yeah. When does the second one? Resident Evil out? Afterlife had fantastic oh, use of 3D <laughs> and and <laughs> Despicable Me 3D. Mm. Just, yeah, throw, just throwing that out there. Love that film. How you watch that so bro? I think I watched the Godzilla. What are the Godzilla films on 3D Blu-ray with the 3D glasses? Yeah, on nah, the 3D TV. That. that was God. Yeah, it wasn't that good. Nah, 3D TVs. Nah. Is that the disc wallet, mate? That's probably going to be in the disc wallet. Oh uh, no, because it might be the Blu-ray. <laughs> I, think, I think the disc wallet's just the just the DVDs. Oh, DVD exclusive disc yeah, wallet. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, why don't you get like one of those little carry things, um, like a case or something? Anyway, um, I want to. You want to come on over to Nathan's sexy weeb time corner? No, hey, go on. Do you it. Wanna, you want to listen to some anime thoughts? I know you do. You know me. I'm famously, I don't watch any anime. So yeah, I, <laughs> I decided April roped me into this anime that was apparently pretty hot a season or two ago called Spy Family. Uh, which was that not too bad. Like it was Pornhub or something. Yeah, well, I'm sure it's yeah, it'd be Rule Thirty Four to the Moon and back by now. So, if, you know, that's an option for you. I just would say, um, just beware that you will be on a police watch list if you do so. Uh, one of the main characters is a child, and uh, I know Rule Thirty Four don't have no limits, sadly. Uh, but yeah, so this is just quickly, it's just like a comedy about this family that's trying to pose, like th- this family of three people, they're just like misfits that have come together to try and uh, basically infiltrate 
what is a pseudo-Hitler family. Um, so this family comprises of an assassin, a spy, and a telepath. The child's a telepath. And basically, they've got to get this telepathic child through school because apparently the school is like the only time that this pseudo-Hitler ever comes out into the public um, to attend this school, which his child also attends. So they're going to try and uh, get comfy in this school, lure, lure out Hitler, and uh, fucking kill him. And that's it. Good time. It's a comedy. Every Everyone laughs. Yeah. That is cross. interesting. You're sold, mate. I am very sold. Where can I watch this? Crunchyroll. No, no don't have that. Sorry. No? Uh, Shame. <laughs> I checked out uh, Blackbird. I think we spoke about it last week that I had started it. You did. Finished it. Really, really, really good. Would highly recommend it. Apple TV's got some good shit, man. Yeah, it's only six episodes. Uh, so I was pretty blind drunk when I watched the last episode. So um, it's a little bit hazy. But um, yeah, like very, 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 very good. The acting is excellent. Um, that boy Ray. I, yeah, I didn't actually realize that the main guy is the, the dude from uh, what's that? Ah, oh, fuck! That's gonna, what's that film? Talk, the Kingsman. Taron Egerton. Yeah, yeah, Taron Egerton. Uh, he, he is, is brilliant. In this film, mate. Oh, he's always been a fit little fella. He does a brilliant turn as um, Elton John in Rocket Man, hmm. which I've seen various times. Love it to bits. Yeah. So yeah, him and the. Uh, I think the comedian guy that plays Larry Hall, who's the serial killer. So basically Blackbird, yeah, it's that film where, uh, sorry, the film, TV show where they, uh, yeah, the Taron, um, what's his name? Taron Egerton. His name's yep. like Jimmy Keen and he's a drug dealer, guns dealer. He gets arrested, goes to jail. And then they basically offer him a deal to go in and infiltrate this other prison and get this other guy to confess and show him where these bodies are uh, Buried, so he loses his appeal. And, yeah, this guy's killed, like, you know, they reckon 50-plus women, uh, like all young girls kind of stuff. And, yeah, it's full-on. Actually, I want to read Jimmy Keane's book that he wrote sort of about the whole thing now. Um, it's like fucking 60 bucks. Come on, Amazon, turn it up. Um, so, yeah, no, very, very cool. Very, very, very cool. Very, like, uh, and it's like full-on too, um, which I think helped me which eased me into what I watched next, which was the, I, I started the Dharma, uh, not documentary, but I don't know what, the Dharma TV show, um, the Jeffrey Dharma one. So yeah, I've watched oh, two Jeffrey episodes Dahmer. of Sorry. that. Not Dharma and Greg, mate. I was going um, to so say, watched... it's like a gritty spinoff, <laughs> like post-Greg. <laughs> um, yeah, what's I watched two episodes of that and it's, yeah, it's full on. James, I know, did you say you had you watched it or you'd only read about it? I don't, I don't think sort of read um, yeah. uh, reactions to it on Twitter at the moment. Uh, true crime is, is a genre that I have reservations about, broadly speaking. Um, and then especially once you start factoring in like the, the queer stuff and the race elements of the Dharma mm. shit, it's just, it's a lot. Mm, it is. That, yeah, it's intense. It's full on. Uh, this guy, yeah. I was going to say, how, how do you feel about uh, Ryan Murphy's constant Netflix output, James? That... That uh, that that man needs to uh, loaded question. To take a bit of a holiday, I think. Just just a little break, a little breather. Um, yeah, mm. I think the pandemic might have fucked him up a bit more than the rest of us. So <laughs> he's been putting out some content. Jeez. Hey, yeah, content is the word for it. That is true. <laughs> Art. <laughs> um, no. 
But yes, I would definitely recommend watching Blackbird. So uh, jump on. Do, can you get like a trial of Black of oh, Black, oh, Blackbird um, of Apple TV? Is that yeah. possible? I believe so. so yeah. But yeah. if you they, can, they I'd highly recommend. There is so much on there at the moment. An, I, an adapter or something. You get a free trial or something. Um, but yeah, if you, yeah, definitely check it out. Yeah, seven day trial, and there uh, on there you can get Ted Ted Lasso. You can catch up on that. There you go. Adam. Sure. I really enjoyed. I'm confused. Never heard of him. <laughs> uh, cool. So yes. he's he's lost because <laughs> no. Sorry, I was reading a message from KS. Uh, if, I think if we're coming an We might actually make our regular. No, I think we're done apart from time. apart from nineties film of the week. Give it to us. That's a nice um, So I got two this week. Sorry. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Zip sound. I got two because I missed last week because Nathan uh, Nathan was amazing enough to cover me while I hadn't thought of one. So the first one um, is The Talented Mr. Ripley. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which has got uh, good old Matt Damon and Jude Law and Gwyneth Paltrow and Kate Blanchett. Uh, around the room, has anyone seen this? How's on the, the list? Is that that movie? What, sorry, was it? How's How's the peepin? Hey, Tommy. Is his name Tommy? Uh, Never mind. Sorry. I'm I'm having a stroke. Apparently, don't worry about <laughs> me. <laughs> um, no, I think you're right. Uh, I'm just trying to read. Just trying to find the. Okay, his name is Tommy. Yeah, I'm um, trying to find the best blurb. It is the talented Mr. Ripley. I've done yeah. it. There are really good blurbs on the internet. I'm sure I could steal something somewhere. Anyway, Tom travels to Venice uh, to convince Dickie, a wealthy heir, to return to the US. However, he gets obsessed with Dickie's lavish lifestyle and resorts to extreme measures to impersonate him. Um, Kieran, you haven't seen this? Do you like Matt Damon? I don't right. know him. Neither. Um, I also, so while we're on the topic of, uh, just to carry on from last week of Catherine, was it last week or the week before Catherine Zeta-Jones? Oh, uh, yes. Zeta-Jones. big fan. Um, Beautiful woman. Oh, immaculate. <laughs> um, we're right back in it. <laughs> so you're going to, uh, going to go with her hubby, uh, old Mickey D and the perfect murder. Has anyone seen this? Okay. Um, well, this stars... Okay, there's a bit of a theme here. It's got uh, Gwyneth Paltrow in it as well. Uh, so Wall Street Baron Stephen Taylor, uh, Michael Douglas, discovers that his pretty young wife, Emily, uh, is cheating on him, but what concerns him more than her infidelity is the hope of profiting from her un- untimely death. Emily has millions and Steve's own financial empire is collapsing before his eyes. He hires her lover, David Viggo Mornstein, Mornstein? Mortenstein, sorry, uh, to murder her. The plan to stage a break-in that will look like a random murder turns out to be far from perfect. This got uh, 56 on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's not uh, not amazing, but uh, I do recall thinking it was okay. And Mr. Ripple's got 84 on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. You can watch Mr. Ripley on Paramount Plus and A Perfect Murder. I'm sorry. You can watch it on... Prime if you hire it from looks of it and Apple TV if you hire it and YouTube and stuff so 
I love how somehow you managed to turn Vigo into a Jewish person. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Mortensen. <laughs> Mate, fucking hell. Give me a sharp uh, fucking read. Yeah. Uh, I love, love them Jewish features. Real steely jaw. Mm. Nah, good on. It <laughs> <laughs> cracked me up, man. I'm sorry I can't read. I didn't learn that. Um, Good actor, though. We like him. Do you? Yeah. What was that film we got? Um, was it uh, The Green Book from a couple of years back? That kicked us. Let's have a look at his, uh, his record. I recently saw him in David Cronenberg's Crimes of the Future. Um, ah, fantastic he film, and he was yeah, he's the lead. Um, he's phenomenal in it. Great film, weird film. Keen to keen to watch that. Mm. Yeah, I'll give it a give it a crack. It's very funny, uh, which you wouldn't expect based on the the marketing. Based on yeah yeah, yeah I wouldn't have. He was also in Miami Vice. There you go. I mean, not Michael Mann's Miami Vice. No, no, show. no, the, right. the TV show, yeah, okay. which at, the, at that time it's like, who wasn't? 1987, yeah. there you go. Mm. Mm. You much of a man fan, Zach? I don't know what that is. Michael Mann, the director. I uh, don't know what a man is. I don't know I don't know people's names in films. I haven't got that far. I'm not that developed you, yet. You've seen Heat, haven't you, with Pacino and De Niro? Maybe. Ooh. Let me Google. Maybe is the wrong answer really is sorry i think you'd like him i think you'd like his work oh yes no i have seen this i don't recall anything anything about it i do remember the time for a rewatch my boy big old valkuma too is that the one no yeah 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 yeah, yeah. holds up real well too i only watched it for the first time last year year before recently nice um yes cool all right uh anything else that michael mann has done I think, I, know, I think my teacher at school was called Michael Mann. He, well, he did the Miami Vice movie. wasn't wasn't his most notable work. I I love that thing, uh, but I definitely understand why people don't. Um, it is a polarizing and alienating take on what was like a super popular cop TV show. Um, yeah. Just mm, have a quick scroll. Not many names I recognize just from scrolling quickly. Sorry. All right. Um, shall we wrap it up? Let's do it. Well, the one driving, so. Hmm. God help I us think we'll. I think we'll wrap it up. So next week, I don't believe we will be doing a episode because we've got packs and plenty to plan for, but you will be able to listen to my Made in Australia podcast next week. That'll, that'll go up. So uh, the boys will be having a week off. But if you're at PAX, uh, come say hi. We'll be the ones wearing the the white, the grey and the purple tops. So if you see the wiggles, um, come <laughs> come see us. Uh, KV, you, you, you're going to PAX both days? Friday uh, and Sunday? And Sunday. Oh, I'm not going on Sunday, so I don't no. care about that. Oh, sorry, the both days, no, both days that are important to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. All right, cool. Uh, well, yeah, come say hi if you see us. Uh, thanks for listening. Go check out the content at www.well-play.com.au. Nothing else? 
Nothing else we've got to talk about? Nah, cool. I think you've done great. Oh, jo- join the Discord if you're not there. If, if, if you're not there. If you haven't joined already, the uh, link is on the Worldplay community in Facebook. Uh, text Nathan if you want the link. He'll send it to you. Um, <laughs> and we will see you next time. Ciao. Bye. 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 What the fuck am I waving for? Who can see that? <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> oh, thanks, Adam. Bye, Bye. Adam.